This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. Welcome back to Payne.tv slash gold. You are listening to the Dustin Gold Standard Podcast. All right, folks, something I was just thinking about over the break, too. If you happen to be homeschooling your children, or you're thinking about homeschooling your children, or your future children, or you're helping out with homeschooling your grandkids, uh, I would say that this stuff, I mean, maybe not in this form, eventually when we boil this down into the Thomas Paine Common Sense style pamphlet, this really needs to be taught. Uh, combined in with what's coming out of the United Nations and coming out of Congress, because I think it, like we can't live in fantasy land. And so, if you teach your children all about the founding and you spend you know ten years on that, like we did when I grew up in a public education system, you're basically teaching about something that's defunct. It's like spending uh, ten years studying the governing documents of the Roman Empire. Uh, as if we still operate under the Roman Empire because you want to believe that we operate under the Roman Empire. Or if you're going to teach your kid about the uh, Confederacy as if the Confederacy was still intact, and then all of a sudden they turn 18, they got to operate in a world that they think operates like the Confederacy, and it just doesn't. And so not to indoctrinate your kids on the laws of the technocracy, but so they understand the system that they're living under and they can navigate it. Um, so I'm going to work on that as part of a project for our kids, basically boiling this down. And so you teach them about the history of your country, uh, the country that you had, and then you teach them, and they'll be way ahead of the curve on anyone about what they're actually living under, and that will help them learn how to navigate this stuff. Uh, Maria Albanese, just really nice, uh, told me last night she has all of the homeschool material from her son and her daughter I mean, you're talking thousands of dollars in books and materials with uh, tens of thousands of hours of research behind that. Um, I was involved with some homeschooling a few years back, but it's a lot of work, folks. And so she said, I'm going to give you all that uh, for your kid because I know you're going to homeschool anyway. And it's great. All the stuff on the basics of arithmetic and science, uh, stuff like that, reading, writing. uh, We want all that. But building a history lesson for my child, it's part of what I'm doing here at this show because I'm not going to teach my kid about stuff that I don't think really matters. Like I'm not going to go back to teaching them about the uh, battle of you know 1602 uh, bc like i will do a short history that'll take about three days on where we are today but as you can see geopolitics and uh 
all this stuff changes daily like what's going on with russia ukraine this stuff all the coups we run in the united states on various countries all over south america i mean the the history that you write from yesterday is irrelevant today so but this stuff is very important because i look at this again as the founding documents of this quasi-technocracy that we're living under today you have to be realistic about this I mean, I don't want to live in fantasy land thinking I'm walking around in some constitutional republic and I have constitutional rights. I mean, that's just being completely naive. I think all of us try to protect and insulate ourselves from the government. I mean, right here, I fear the United States government, the federal government, more than anything else on earth. At the end of the day, they can take your house, they can take your bank account, they can take your cars, they can take your investment properties, they can throw you in jail. So to understand this system, I think, is very, very important instead of raising children in fantasy world, you know, in the world of uh, unicorns and rainbows and cotton candy. It's just not realistic. All right. Before we jump into the energy certificates, I mentioned this on the Dust and Gold Nugget that I dropped last night on Saturday evening, but I'm going to bring it back up today because this is very important. This is out of the uh, 2030-page Uh, package i have on howard scott again when i combine that in with the technocracy study guide introduction to technocracy and all the other documents i have somewhere between 3500 and 5000 pages and documents that i'm reviewing now uh in my uh, so-called free time uh i don't know how free i am if i'm sitting here reviewing this but uh here's the thing this is an interview of Howard Scott at CHQ by Sue Hall, a college student. And this was June 13th, 1962. Again, I covered this in the nugget, but I'm going to cover it again because it's really, really important. So this is 1962, right? This is 28 years after the Technocracy Study Guide was published. Um, in which we just read you the introduction at the beginning of the show to energy certificates. I just want to go down in here real quick. So this girl, Sue Hall, asked Howard Scott a question. Uh, Hold on here. Sorry, folks. It's such a large document. Every time you uh, skip a page, it's it's uh, goes down so far. All right, here we go. So she says to Howard Scott, Remember, 28 years after the energy certificates are written about in the introduction to, uh, I'm sorry, in the technocracy study guide. And in 1933, in the introduction to technocracy, the energy certificates were written about. And then it predates that. We're going to eventually go back into what's called the... um, the social credit theory, there's a lot of other stuff that created this idea, okay? But this is really important. So this Sue Hall asks Howard Scott, do you still propose, or perhaps I'm not clear on this, 20,000 energy dollars a year from each individual, or is that not yours, right? She's asking him if that's his idea, 20,000 energy dollars. Scott says, no, it's the income equivalent. Now, remember, your energy certificates are a medium of distribution. They are not a medium of exchange. She says, yes. Howard Scott says, it is a continental accounting system. And that was devised before you had the computing machines. Now you have them to do that. 
so that you would know every hour the continuous inventory of everything produced and distributed in united states you could tell who purchased it who consumed it male or female what age what occupation and what regional division and it gives you your totals every hour on everything from toothbrushes shoes to locomotives it's non-transferable all right so do you understand uh what uh he's talking about there folks all right so what he's getting at is he is referring to this uh system that was written about let's say 30 years earlier we talked about that at the beginning of the show you understand what that is now he's saying 30 years later we even have more technology to be able to manage this system better Right, we have the technology to track all of this, all of the energy consumed to create the goods, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Well, now look at what they have today, folks. Right, the ability to do this on an even grander scale because they actually can track everything now. We talked about the RFID chips on the show with Jim that are in all of these products now. So they can track all of this stuff, folks. Everything can be tracked. All right, so then what happens is, so she says um, to him, and at the end of each year, so he's talking about the end of each year, what happens? He says, no, balanced and load period. A balanced load period on this continent would take two years. Some of your industries take two years to run through the cycle. Sugarcane, for instance, and others. You can't save it beyond that. But if you have abundance, why do you want to save it? And she says, exactly. So he's talking about two things, and we're going to get into this sooner uh, rather than later. He's talking about the ability to say, roll over your energy certificates, kind of like the old rollover minutes of the cell phone companies. And remember, they expire after a certain amount of time, uh, where like, let's say at the end of the year, you had 10,000 rollover minutes left. They basically expire. You don't get to keep putting them on to the next uh, billing cycle. And he's talking about that, where these energy certificates expire. But he's saying the system, this technological system that's going to develop an abundance of goods, will keep generating goods. So why do you want to save anything? You don't need to save anything because your certificates will renew and we will just give you more goods. Right, It's like being able to save up your vacation days at work, your paid vacation days, and then roll them over to the next year. Some people allow you to. Some bosses say, no, you can't. You start with a fresh three weeks at the beginning of the year. Same principle. And over the next few episodes, we're going to dissect income, uh, personal property, transportation, how all of this stuff works within the technate system of power. Because within that system, folks, there is no personal property. You do not own a vehicle. You basically borrow or rent everything from the system. Now, that may sound familiar to you, because there was this famous meme that came out of a 2016 video on projections of 2030 by the World Economic Forum, which came to be known as you will be happy and own nothing, or you will own nothing and be happy. And so we're going to cover that in episode 82 as we get into transportation and how that system works. And what I'm going to do with that, folks, I'm going to show you how 
Klaus Schwab's 2016 book, The Fourth Industrial Revolution, talked about that. We'll see it in the 2016 video, You Will Own Nothing and Be Happy. And we're going to tie it back to 1933 under the program uh, coming out of the technocracy and out of the technocracy study guide. You're going to see how they talked about how they were going to handle uh, things like vehicles and how you were not going to be allowed to own one. You'd basically rent one from the state and the use of that vehicle would be docked from your share of your energy certificate allotment. Oh, yeah, it was all figured out, folks, a long time ago. So as you can see, from 1930 to basically early 1960s, Howard Scott has the plan he moves it forward he's talking about now we have more technology in order to implement this and see what i think happened was this guy was sort of the connective tissue of the scientists and engineers he was the big thinker he's funded by somebody we are starting to think probably by the rockefellers to start to put together all the plans all the blueprints all the white papers on how to create a system like this he might have thought that they were going to move it forward but they knew that wasn't going to happen but they needed to know exactly how to build the technology what technology they needed in order to create the perfect prison planet and so that's what we're seeing being rolled out now so you have a lot of new ideas a lot of new things but they're basically following the blueprint as i said this is like reading and analyzing the current founding documents of the so-called constitutional republic that we live under now we're going back in time and and looking into the mind of, let's call Howard Scott, George Washington, or he was the thinker, let's call him Thomas Jefferson. So we're looking into the mind of the Thomas Jefferson of the technocracy, the current form of government that we are living under. I know it's complicated, folks. Absorb it over the break. When we come back, I'm going to show you energy certificates in depth so we can clear our desk of that. You'll be able to sit on that. And then tonight at midnight, we're going to roll out the second part to this where I am going to talk about the transportation, personal property, and things of that nature inside of the technocracy or inside our current form of government. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold standard right here on pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to pain.tv slash gold. My name is Dustin Gold, and you are listening to the Dustin Gold Standard. And we are aiming, folks, to be the standard in dissecting, analyzing, and predicting the future of the technocracy not in conspiracy theory terms folks we are aiming to be able to become historians on this uh both historical historians and modern historians as well as futurists so that we this audience here uh, of the dust and gold standard this show of the people by the people and for the people so that we can predict the future five years ten years twenty years and we'll know where we're going 
how to not just survive this thing, but to thrive in this thing. Hopefully one day people will wake up, there'll be a revolt, they'll want to topple this system and throw the technocracy out of power. But in the meantime, we need to be able to, excuse me, we need to be able to insulate ourselves as best as possible and create an environment in our personal lives and maybe one day we form some sort of breakaway civilization and be able to not just survive it but thrive within it and it may look completely different than what we're living in today but i'm big on this half amish approach folks and so that's something i'm going to eventually be investigating myself I mean, there's a lot of stuff I've learned over the years from various farmers. I have people lined up that are going to come on the show soon who uh, have organic farms, who uh, garden, and we're going to go through all of this stuff with them, folks. And they're uh, really excited to come on here and share this information with us. So don't worry. I've got all these shows lined up. It was A lot of them were in the middle of their uh, uh, farming seasons. Uh, which just really ended. So they couldn't come on the show during that because they were so busy. But now they're all winding down and talking to me about coming on the show soon. And they're going to give you a lot of tips about what you can do in your life, how to garden organically, basically um, the same way we just did years upon years of climate change research in four hours with Jim. We'll be able to boil all this down. Really simple for you guys. And these are a lot of people that do it in their lives, but they don't go out there. They don't have YouTube channels and everything else. So it's going to be fascinating. All right, let's get into this energy certificate. Uh, So up on the screen for the video audience, It's called the Energy Certificate. And for those of you that don't know, Technocracy Inc.'s logo is basically a red and white yin-yang, except it doesn't have the two dots. It's just basically that a skewed uh, teardrop on either side, but it's red and white. And if you go back uh, and you want to look up Technocracy Incorporated, I'll eventually show it because I've got some videos I've been collecting. But if you go look at their old rallies, uh yeah everybody's dressed nice but they have all the guys in the same exact like gray wide uh like with the uh, shoulder pads and the suit double breasted they're all saluting all the girls wear these gray uniforms uh they've got these big stages like donald trump where they did these events and then technocracy and these bold letters with this weird red and white logo it looks basically like straight out of uh out of Nazi Germany stuff. I mean, it's pretty pretty nuts. Uh, at the time, back in the 30s, they were criticized. Uh, people said, wow, you look very authoritarian here. Well, that's what it was, folks. That's what it was. All right. So we have the energy certificate. It says Technocracy Inc. And then uh, it's got their address. It says 15 cents in Canada. So this was basically a brochure that they published and they put out. Now, for the video audience, I'm going to be zooming in and out so I can read it. And then I'll zoom back out so the whole document's on the screen because the way this PDF is set up, it's a long brochure similar to like the size of a trifold. So I have to zoom in to read, but then I'll zoom back out so the whole document's on the screen for you. It says here on page two, that which cannot function ceases to exist. Adapted from an article in Technocracy magazine, A10, July 1937. Again, this is published in uh, 1938. All right, so this is, uh, again, that which cannot function ceases to exist. And you've seen a lot of memes coming out of COVID land, the high school theater production, people putting out there like be ungovernable, 
All right, so that's kind of what they're uh, talking about here. But I've got to tell you, I mean, this is just a matter of fact. The people that are in control, the social engineers that are always engineering society, and there's major social engineering elements inside of technocracy. All right, around the same time technocracy was growing in Canada, there was a party called the Social Credit Party. And the Social Credit Party was backed by social credit theory. There's a couple different overlapping theories. We're going to get into that eventually. But you hear social credit system. When you go back to the 1930s, you'll find the Social Credit Party. So a lot of what happens is we're being engineered even when we don't realize we're being engineered. So when people today, especially some influencers, are saying be ungovernable. Now, I'm not saying that's wrong, but also being ungovernable helps lead to the collapse and the issue is that they're orchestrating this collapse across supply chains financial sectors uh, and everything else in order to then offer up the solution which is the technocracy or in the case of peter thiel if you're going to go with curtis yarvin's school of thought that's going to be the techno fascist king uh and yesterday i guess everyone was all upset because trump went out and bashed uh, ron DeSantis. what do you call it? ron DeSanctimonious, unbelievable ron 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 so people are mad saying trump should step out of the way and let ron desantis look ron desantis is in bed with jeb bush marco rubio the rest of these people so don't think that ron desantis is coming to save you and donald trump sure as hell isn't come to save you it's all theater folks it's all theater but the thing is when you become ungovernable it opens up the door for say peter thiel to come in and to um usher in this techno-fascist king. They, they have us cornered. But right now, we're dissecting the plans. See, if we understand the plans, we can figure out where they're going and not get all wrapped up and buy into the nonsense that they're pushing. So it says, that which cannot function ceases to exist. Now, on page three, you have here, it just says the energy certificate. Now, I'm going to read this because... Just so you know, if you're digging around looking for this, the copyright was 1938, Technocracy Incorporated printed in the U.S., so at least they were supporting uh, U.S. printing services. Uh, Actually, folks, that was the 30s. That's back when we actually used to produce stuff here. It says first printing was September 1938, and then you go through second printing in uh, 39, third printing 39, fourth printing 40, fifth printing 42, sixth printing 44, seventh printing 1945. It says public published by Continental Headquarters Technocracy, Inc. And this was based 155 East 44th Street in New York City. All right. So let's get into this. It says part one. And and I'm going to finish this in this show, I think. That's my goal. It says part one, the application of science to the means whereby we live. Through countless centuries, man has found his own security in the insecurity of others, has found his own economic and cultural haven at the expense of poverty and subservience in the majority, has found that a higher station in life was possible only for the few, not the multitude. Again, I think that pretty much sounds like it's written today, right? Throughout man's history, a gigantic effort has been going on to erase from the face of the earth all evil between individuals, races, and nations. The approach has been an attempt at reforming and converting the individual with the hope that a sufficient, uh, that a sufficient number of, quote, good, end quote, men and women gathered in all lands might allow a lasting agreement 
upon the existing physical conflicts to be achieved. There is no need to picture here the futility of this approach and its very evident nature, or sorry, very evident failure to accomplish the idealistic dreams. It is perhaps one of the major ironies of history that a new and the only adequate approach should have been projected and offered by certain uh, interpreters of applied physical science who distinctly disclaim as their motivating force an idealistic search for truth, love, peace, harmony, and other imponderables. I apologize, folks. The way this is written, there's a lot of hyphens broken up uh, when it gets to the end of the paragraphs. It goes on to say, these interpreters, men of science, undertook an analysis of the operational problems of the North American continental area. From this analysis, they synthesized a technological design of social operation, which they predicted as the next most probable form of social control in this area. It was objectively presented. By it, human history can become, for the first time, a planned progression. Based on a quantitative analysis of the continental totality, as contrasted with the old haphazard increment of the components peculiar to evolution, for example, the planned arrival of the fittest instead of the mere survival of the fittest, it is precisely the intricate uh, Immenseness, uh, immenseness of the continental problems arising in the control and operation of a unique high-energy civilization that requires and results in a unique and entirely new social methodology. So you see right here from the beginning, they are talking about a complete and total controlled population designed by the social um, engineers designed by the scientists, the engineers, the technologists, the machinists. That's what they are referring to. They're actually presenting this as a good thing. They're saying no more will there need to be people trying to bring equality or trying to end wars. If you let the scientists and engineers be in charge, we will bring this utopia where everyone will be equal, there will be no war, we will control the systems, we will control the levers of power, and we will be these benevolent rulers, authoritarians, totalitarian uh, dictators that oversee the continental uh, North American technate. And we will distribute all of the goods and everything will be the wonderful world of unicorns, cotton candy, and rainbows, folks. And as we know, that does not exist. Now, I am not proposing an alternative at this point. I am just letting you know exactly what they were proposing going back to 1933, exactly where we are today and exactly what the future holds for us. If you believe that this is the type of system you want to live under, you want to roll the dice and figure out if the scientists and engineers are actually good people out to make your life better and to give you free things, then hey, that's your prerogative. I'm not judging you. I'm just letting everyone in this audience know and understand exactly what this system is that these people envision. And you can make a decision first. Do you want to live under this? Are you willing to accept this? Are you willing to be corralled into this system? 
Or if your only other option at this point is to roll the dice with a complete corrupt constitutional republic. I would choose the latter. Unfortunately, that's not actually an option for us because the corrupt, rotting constitutional republic is on board with ushering in the technocracy. They are intentionally collapsing this current form, this system of government we supposedly lived under, at least the illusion, for the last 250 years. They are intentionally collapsing it because they're all on board with moving us into the technocratic system underneath the technate. It's quite obvious that they are because if they weren't, they would be at war with people like Elon Musk, Peter Thiel, Klaus Schwab, Yuval Noah Harari, and the rest of the technocratic gang, they would not be funding them. They wouldn't be paying for their experiments. They wouldn't be paying for them to run the adoption campaigns, the PR campaigns, to usher in all of the technology needed in order to have a full-blown operational technique. So that's how you know the government's on board. It's collapsing. It's corrupt. It is dirtier than ever because there's a fire sale going on right now. These people have already signed over the control of this country and its citizens and its land. That's all we are. And its natural resources to the technate. So right now, they're just stealing everything they can out of the current system, folks. When we get back, we're going to get through this energy certificate document. You're going to have a full understanding of this system. And then we'll be able to tie this in with Jim to what CBDC and UBI looks like. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. Don't go anywhere, folks. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. 